what I was starting to say. <laughs> it was simply that um, the idea of um, the possibility of shifting the legend, because every action that we make or every everything we create together as a group produces uh, a, like a waves into the um, the consciousness of everybody who's involved here and the um, and it creates an, a story in people's minds about um, what what this is here or what it's like here or what happens here and the the story becomes more important than reality the story becomes bigger than reality so that actually when people come here what they are able to experience and what they're able to see in some way is really influenced by the story that precedes their coming here. You know, when people come here and they go, oh, this is Lee Lazowick's ashram. This is a holy temple. This is sacred grounds. And these are dedicated students of Lee Lazowick who live here, you know, eight months of the year without him being present. And they're in a foreign country and they're doing major privations in terms of movie theaters and supermarkets and um, and this is an incredible place that's a legend you know what's really true is just like here's a farm here's some people yeah that's what's true but what what really influences people's experience here is the legend and previous you know the first two years we were here we created a legend because we were um, sticking to the diet in a certain way that was, you know, it was our implementation of our understanding of how the diet works in our school. And because we didn't have Lee here to make, like, radical, um, what's it called? Radical shifts or radical, you know, to, to bring in show food or to throw a party or, like, you know, Lee could have a party over when he's here, but when he's not here, we can't throw the party because we weren't, we weren't in the, a space of being able to throw Lee's party here. He was also designating seminar menus. Mm -hmm. So that created a legend about being here in people's minds, and people came here with fear about, you know, a fear about what they were going to be able to eat for example, or what they were going to be able to do, and that fear, that legend preceded them coming here, and it, and it determined their experience here. And then over in the last year and a half or two years, we have shifted that legend. We've recreated a new story for people to come here, and they, they know that they're going to be fed here. They know that they're going to hardly be able to walk most of the time because, you know, we basically, we, you know, feed okay, people. I'm talking exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. So what I'm saying is it's possible to shift the legend if we have that intention. And the legend can be on every level. The legend affects every level. And, and the legend um, proceeds or actually forms a person's experience when they come here. It's like while they, they look around and their experience here is shaped by that. So it would, if we start to, if we start to recreate the legend, we just have to know what the legend is that we want to recreate. So you're speaking about it like that as a way to start to shift the legend.
you know, if people, if people out there, if the legend about this place was people would come here and um, um, well, let's see, they would find a way through their psychology that was not possible for them other ways, or they would uh, they would find an ability to to um, have, you know be ecstatic about different kinds of practices that have been previous to that been hard for them or difficult, or if the legend was you know that people you know they'd get to come and be part of a team that was really uh, really having a lot of fun about what was about you know being the teaching in action you know living the teaching and that it was a there was a bunch of people over here having a great amount of fun being living the teaching if that was the legend you know it would be a completely different relationship that people would have people usually come here and go you know you guys are just so it's like you're in prison, you know, and they let you out every now and then, you know, and, oh, I have such admiration and respect for your dedication and your efforts, but there is no way I'm going to stay here longer than two and a half days. <laughs> or something like that. What? As I say, yeah, a lot of Americans love to come and lease here, but... To stay here and do this song and not knocking on the door to do that. Yeah, it's and I think it's the legend. I think mm -hmm. it's the general um, background story about what life is like here, based on letters that, that go out from here and telephone conversations or rumors or you know what people and the other extended song. That's true, though. It's not. It's not just. It's not just that it's a rumor that goes out that it's difficult or that there's friction or there's seriousness. It's 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 how it is. Yeah, and when well, Lalit, for example, is coming or and gives us a seminar for just for us or, or a group that we find together more and, and some some stuff like that that it has has a reason. I didn't understand the part. She gives a, a, a seminar here just for us about yeah. what? About just, what? Just uh, to, to um, bring us closer together. There, there are some people who have made efforts to, to um, bring us closer together. Because of the legend? Yeah. But, <coughs> uh, it's not only a legend because it, they, when they are here they see it. Well, what I'm saying is we're creating the legend. Yes, we are yeah, creating no. that. So, but when you say it's true, what well, I'm connecting, can I talk for a second? When you say it's true, then um, what we're doing is we're just welding the, the door shut. Well, what I, when I was... We are indulging in all fears then. What I was, um, what I, what I was pointing to was, was that it sounded like you were saying that 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 doesn't go on. That for me, I was just pointing out that it felt like like you were trying to 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 say that 
like something else is always manifesting here, but people are hearing something different, so there's this legend. But but the people hear that stuff because of stuff that's actually going on here. So maybe true. Well, you know, exactly the same things that go on here go on in Germany, and they go on in northern and yeah. southern Germany, they go on in America, they go on in Colorado, they go on in California, yeah. exactly the yeah. same things. But the legend is different from those places. Well, there's an escape in those places. So you're not listening to what I'm saying. Okay. What you're doing is kind of fighting against the possibility. You keep welding the door shut. You keep welding the door shut on, on that. And so what I'm saying is that we can create any legend we want around here. We have the possibility of creating a different legend about who we are here as a group and what happens here. And we really do. We have that possibility. And it, and it does, you know, the legend that we create about here will then create our experience of each other and what's going on here. Do you think that I don't know that there's a possibility to make something different? I know that you don't. That I don't know that... Right, none of us do. None of us know that it's possible to create a different legend from what we've been creating. None of us do. So from what place are you talking then when you, when you speak it? Um, it's, it's like, you know, we have a, this is our, this is our, our experience of what happens here on the ashram mm -hmm. for ourselves. And then, um, that, that interpretation of our experience sort of emanates the, you know, out here the legend about you know, what's, what's happening here. But who's making the interpretation? Well, so we are doing that too, I think. We, we are by doing talking, that. By talking about it to other people, we are making the interpretation of what is happening. And uh, we are um, narrowing it also down to our own um, feelings. So can I we're, take it a step? Just a second. Okay. We're, we're not just telling other people about it, we're telling ourselves about it. That's, that's the most powerful thing, is we're using our interpretation to tell ourselves about what's happening for us here. You mean if we wouldn't talk to other people, if we would still have the same emanations, mm -hmm. and they would have the same thoughts about us as if we would have talked to them? Exactly. If we, if we sent no faxes, no letters, no, no anything, the legend would still be the same based on our experience of, of, what's, of our interpretations of what's happening here. So, I don't write letters to people and say, oh, I'm having a shit time with this person, or I'm struggling here, I don't... I mean, once in a while, I, I say something to Lee about it, for example, the letter that I wrote about Michael. You know, I wrote about my own feelings of, or possible projections on him based on resentment and jealousy, but I don't, I don't think that we are sending out a lot of negative information from the Yellowstone. And so, I think we as a group of women have worked on that and talked about not doing that. So I hear what you're saying about about this emanation thing, but you know, I'm reading the Tomagoto and last Tomagoto, the sex issue and then this India issue and what I'm what I saw about myself 
was the first summer, after the first summer here, I completely stopped writing letters to the Ashanamaka. And I wrote very few letters to individuals also, because I was so ashamed. I was so ashamed that, you know, once once we became a group here, instead of just such a small family, and, and Owen was here with us, and I was having a lot of, like, inner structures being broken down, and a lot of very strong connection to me through that, and I could communicate that to people. And, but after the summer, I went, because of maybe this legend thing you're talking about, I went completely into, like, hiding from my song mates in America. And I didn't, I didn't want to write to them about my happiness because I thought it was probably fake. I didn't want to write to them about my breakdowns. I didn't want to write to them about my struggles because I was so ashamed of my struggles. And I was so ashamed of that, like the confrontation that summer was that the feminine the feminine's not here, and feeling the responsibility of that on me. And I don't, I don't feel that so much more even now than than then. And yeah, surely things have settled and some things have shifted, and Lee comes and more things shift around and so on. But on the whole, it feels pretty much it feels pretty much the same. And I also have been seeing that um, it's possible for us to think as individuals, oh, I've changed, I've transcended that. And in, in observing myself, I have often just gotten more sophisticated with, with it. And it's still there, and it's still as active as ever, but it's just, it's just more sophisticated. And so when I'm reading these two Tawagotos, the thing that I saw in both of them was honesty from people. And like Clelia wrote this part about they were in the silk shop, and it was the big silk extravaganza, and um, well, I, I won't say names because it's only listed by letters in the book. So, so A came up to her who had a pile of beautiful scarves, and Clelia was in the back and, you know, couldn't really be grabbing at things, and, and this person said to her, well, I don't know if I'm going to want all these, and this one's beautiful, and maybe you'd like this one if I decide not to have it. So Clelia kind of thought, hmm, okay, that's a nice one. But then a few minutes later, she saw this person with another person offering it to them, and how she went up and was just like in this, she describes it really well, this mood she was in, and she said, hey, wait a minute, you know, that's, you said that I could have that one. And this whole, like this whole big survival thing was going on for these people. And, you know, there were several different stories written about this, so I might be crossing stories, but the mood was of, like, grab and take and, and survival and, 
you know, there's not enough or I have to have more. And it was like, I think Clelia described it as, you know, that she didn't even really want this stuff. She was just carried into this. And that and many of the other things that were written, I saw that, um, I know that, I know that in those journals, because of my not so long ago trip to India, that Lee does not care to hear people's neuroses, you know, and like I, yeah, it's impossible to keep that out of our writing, but I could have written a lot about my fear of going there, and my fear of this, and my fear of that, because fear is my neuroses, it's my crap. But I saw a lot of things being printed in this Tawagoto that weren't just neuroses, they were honesty. They were like honesty about the condition of a human being. And so that for me is inspiring because that's what's coming up for me lately is to be more self-honest. And why is it that I can't sit down and write a letter to the Sangha about the struggle that I really have here, living in a group, or, or with myself in, in that configuration, and just be honest about it, not blaming, not, you know, it's not to blame other people, but to be honest about my sadhana here, and how that shows up, and the things that I get to see about myself, because I don't write about that. What kind of a legend do you think that would create for people? I think it would be a, a more indication that I'm working. It would be a that, that I'm being real about what this is instead of trying to pretend it's something else, or not even not trying to pretend, but like just not communicating about it, being denial about it. And I'm not talking about writing a letter full of bitching. I'm talking about like 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 the kind of stuff that I saw written in the Talgado. What I'm talking about is sort of a radical viewpoint. So is it okay with you if I keep talking from that place? Yeah, but I'm not I don't feel like I'm well, that's what I'm saying, is that I'm not talking from the same universe you're talking from. I'm not talking from the same kind of continent. I'm talking from a different continent. And, you know, your your question is a, is a, um, a really powerful and significant question. You know, how can, how can we reinvent what's here so that it becomes... Um, feasible in the world, which means not, not attractive, but viable, so it becomes a viable thing. Like if people come here and can't make it here, this place won't be here. Yeah, and I'm, so, can I say something? I'm not particularly saying that this needs to be a place that people are running here to live, but for me there's kind of a repulsion. That's what I'm saying. So. We're, we're creating a legend about this place that, you know, is not viable. And if we, can, if we continue, it could easily not exist. Yeah. And that's not, so we got to really seriously look at that and 
consider, you know, we can't be who we are, who we know ourselves to be, because who we know ourselves to be emanates the legend that we've been creating. And there's a possibility for us to, in our own hearts, and our own minds, recreate the legend of our life here for ourselves. And then that would, that would make a different possibility for all of us here. For not just you know, us, but like the whole Sangha here and the people who are interested in this work here and the work in general. I mean, it's the kind of... And so, at the silk shop, the way that people wrote about the silk shop came, there was a, you know, there was a speaking about the silk shop experience. There was a speaking about it. And there was um, a certain speaking about the silk shop experience that um, was the first speaking about it. Did you read it? Did you read it? No. No, but I've heard the speaking about it. I've heard six or eight speakings about the silk shop experience from a bunch of different people. And what I hear when I hear the speaking is I hear that they, that, that speaking came from one source. It's sort of like a tree. And if, if, well, you know, each speaking that I hear is at one of the edge of the branches or a flower. And you know, if I hear back along the branches, I hear that it's all coming from one trunk. And I think that the speaking of the experience originated in Lee. I think Lee originated the ex the. Told people to write about it. No, speaking. I think Lee called it. For, Lee named it. I think Lee named it, and that set up a that set up a resonance in everybody to as a um, a certain way to interpret that experience of what happened. That that is producing a lot of, of, of like what you're experiencing is sort of self-revelation or self-observation or, um, do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe, but that was coming up for me before the Tomagoto came. Well, Jim, do you Jim, Jim talked about it. He wrote immediately, yeah. sent effects or something, pretty short after the trip, yeah, and she talked about that. It wasn't in depth at all. Okay. No, but it no, was I, that. I didn't read the, the Tagahuda, but I remember that he mm -hmm. talked about it. And, mm -hmm. and he wasn't there. He wasn't there? No, he wasn't. Jim wasn't in India, was he? No, he wasn't. No, no, he got it from somebody else. He yeah. got he got a speaking. Yeah. The speaking came <coughs> from someone else. From the uh, stories. I guess they were yeah. stories, yeah. Right, and so I and think... Clearly. He, he talked talk about the stories. It's, he told the story. Okay, and so I, and I think that speaking came from, originally, I think Lee probably in the middle of that made a comment, maybe, in the middle of the silk store. Maybe he made one comment, or maybe when they walked out the door, he made one comment. And that was the seed that grew this whole tree of the legend of the silk shop experience. I think Lee created the whole thing. That's, um, that's amazing. That was uh, what... A few people, different people, said in the Tamagul, he set it up like this. Somehow, you know, like in Benares, that place. I, I, I don't know what Anshan described it as. He's a, he's a tantric teacher. You can see he was really in his element there. Like the, all the cremation and stuff that was going on, 
it was such and Kali and it was so strong the all the whole energy and then he was and from it described that he was eager to get to this silk shop. <laughs> and it, it was so, so in, and I don't know if that is true and that's well, also a description of whoever said uh, said that or in, it could also be interpretation of our us as these students too, you know, that he set that up. I don't know. So, so, and I, what I'm saying is that I think that Lee created the whole speaking and legend about the silk shop experience on purpose. Is what you're saying? That it was a that that he might not have pre-planned it, or he might not have, you know. Yeah. He, he said, he was saying to people before, wait until you come to Benares and you get to the silk factory. Yeah. You never saw silk like that before. It's very rare you can, you can get see. Yeah, so it's a setup. And the whole thing is a setup. And it produces a whole tree full of results. Mm -hmm. Fruit, flowers, all this stuff, whatever. But it was, you know, he plants one word in, the, you know, with a tone of voice and a and a, um, a glance, and the important people hear it, and they speak about it to somebody else, and then this legend grows into this whole thing, and all the writings and the publications, and people's interpretation of the experience are based on the way it was called, the name of it, and that creates an entire legend that people, and then people go away, yes, you know, me, for, you asked me five years from now about the silk shop experience that they had when the whole group went over to India, and I can tell you about it, because and I wasn't even there, and I haven't even read the Tawagoto, but I can tell you about it because it, you know, it landed. So, I, you know, I've got a reminding factor next time I go in a silk shop and see if I buy anything, you know? It's, you, you know what I mean? I went to another one the next day or something. <laughs> <laughs> they have brothers or brothers or so, and then the next day I went to another one. <laughs> so, I'm, what I'm so and, and Lee did that on purpose to create an effect that was valuable and effective and efficient. It was working smart. So, but it was still this phenomena of legend making that I'm talking about. So what I'm saying is we, by the way that we call it here, like we're we're calling it for ourselves. Maybe we're not. I'm Maybe saying we he's are. He's calling it. No, he does. He does call it sometimes. But I'm saying right now we call it moment to moment. We call it moment. You know, he's 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 got us on kind of a loose loose leash right now. You know, pretty much. <laughs> That's what that was. So yeah, I mean, really, we're 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 an experiment. We're one of his experiments. Like liars, gods, and beggars was an experiment, and they were on. You know, sometimes they were on a really tight leash, and they were fighting it. You know, and Sometimes you're on a loose leash, and he's going like this, you know, waiting just to see what happens. And and right, you know, for the last, really for the last, whatever, six, eight months, whatever, I mean, we've been on a loose leash and allowed to call it any way we want to call it as an, as a, as an experiment. And we've been calling it in a way that is not viable. Do you know any other viable? It's not, it will not sustain itself. We won't, we won't continue if we, if we keep, calling it the way we've been calling it. It's it's pretty, you know, if we keep 
you know, making it how it's been for ourselves here, it's um, not going to sustain. Probably, there's a there's a good likelihood that we could, you know, you know, a year or two from now, we might go. Well, the French experiment's over. What is about this one group that we had all together um, to discuss how we are going to help Helma and Thomas when they come home? Was that one of the hmm, callings that would um, have some viable moment? Well, what do you think? What do you think? I think yes. Why? Because we called it hmm, to help ourselves and then out of our stupor. But, but the result of it. Yeah, well, the, result the result of it. Well, well, the result of it is that Susanna has a reference point for something other than what we've normally been doing. Uh -huh, but we didn't do that with Thomas and Hill. No, we couldn't yeah, because they didn't come back. come back but there was also something different so you called yourself to be more more visible mm -hmm. you know and I think um, that I experienced that actually this meeting we're having right now is a result of that meeting yeah maybe for yeah, me anyway we are again going well I'm taking forward. a risk I'm taking a risk speaking about something that's kind of contrary to the the legend here and and I'm only taking that risk because I, I took the risk before, in a way, like where well, we all took the risk, and, and it seemed to be okay. It seemed to be something that was valuable. So I was interested to um, have us take another step in that direction. Can I ask you a question? So what we did is we talked about something as a group. But the thing that we talked about, well, Susan just said you made a commitment to this and you did that, but um, the actual subject that we brought up didn't, well, maybe that's a linear thing, like it didn't, it didn't, it didn't happen the way we were imagining it to. And um, so, so. Can I just yeah. say something right about that? It's like, it's like we had the meeting. Yeah. And we, we, we actually, you know. Yeah, I wrote the letter. Actually, I wrote the letter. I committed to them in that mm -hmm. meeting. Mm -hmm. And we, we really started a new legend a little bit there. Oh. Well, the the legend was we're going to do something different from what's been happening. Uh -huh. And the legend went out mm -hmm. and hit, whether it was conscious or unconscious, it hit the Bormans, because they weren't here. They were up in northern Germany. And they, they I mean, this, and this is a theoretical thing, because we mm -hmm. can't really know for sure, but, you know, they, the result was they didn't come here for the, for the Bowel Feast Days. And had they have come here, then we would have enacted what we had planned to enact. Mm -hmm. But the result was they didn't come here. 
like the legend, but we started a new legend for ourselves. And they didn't want to be part of that legend. And that's sort of a simplistic view, and I know that Lee was involved in responding back to your letter and saying, you know, give them this information, but the fact was they were originally planning to come here, and then they, you know, decided not to. And I think that... Well, Lali, Lali said to me that, you know, like she was also saying to me that I could have another point of view. And that point of view is that that's exactly what was supposed to happen. Exactly. Like that was just the motion of it. Mm -hmm. Again, our group was also exactly supposed to be happening. And that I mm -hmm. didn't get it because I was very involved in this group, but I didn't get it. So, I mean, I didn't get it because, you know, I got hit outside of the ashram too. I have, I have to leave, you know, because I didn't get it. Lee says that there's two forms of what is. One is accepting what is, what is, is. And that's the passive form of what is. And in that, in that form, you can look at something and go, well, this was supposed to happen. And that's really valuable. And it, and it makes um, a world of difference. In a, you know, it sets up conditions that are valuable. I mean, not just like Lolly's <coughs> warning was that it was necessary. Mm -hmm. Not just, you know, well, this is supposed to happen. How life goes, but, mm -hmm. but necessary. <coughs> Which, but the but the <coughs> relief for you was was that what is is. I mean, it's necessary. It happened. It was mm. supposed to happen. It, it was like that was as it was meant to be. So Lee also says there's a different form of what is, which is an active form of what is, which is called creation. And creation happens now and now and now, and it's a real fine thing. And it's what? What's the piece? Now. 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 The only time we get to see God is right now. Oh, I want to practice or whatever that thing was. So, the thing is that if if you choose, if you choose to be involved in the active form of of what is, then you are in also uh, um, irrevocably responsible. There's there's no illusion of irresponsibility that you can defend yourself with. You're at the point of creation, mm -hmm. and what's happening is totally, completely our responsibility in that moment. If we're going to be functioning in creation, for doing the active form of what is, <clears throat> and that's what I'm inviting us to do, at least for a few moments, to to um, recreate who we who we experience ourselves to be here now. And which which is the shift that will make a new legend about this place is is 
us um, not going well. You know, things are like they are, so I react like I react, and um, that's how it's supposed to be, and that's how it is. Things, what is, is. You know, my machine is my machine, and uh, my machine does what it does, and so this happens, and I do this, and that's how it's supposed to be. And that's a, that, that's really acceptable. I mean, it's really, you can't um, argue with that. You can't say, you can't go to, go to that, and you can't say, well, um, yeah, that argument, you can't, you can't really, there's no reasonable, rational, linear, um, normal, acceptable, polite, kind way to um, argue with that. You know, that's why Lee doesn't, pretty much. He just goes, okay. You know, when we go and say to that to him, he just says, okay, do what you want. And what, what I'm trying to invite us into is the idea that, that that's a complete creation on our part, that we're, we fabricate our experience of what happens um, all the time, and that, to, that we have an option of creating a, <clears throat> a completely different legend each moment about what happens for us, that us as a group we could create a different legend for ourselves each moment. You know, there could have been a completely different legend created about that silk factory. Completely different. It could have been, you know, Krishna at play with the gopis. Or, you know, just a completely abundant, um, you know, so much money, so much silks, so much joy, so much communion, so much pleasure, so much, like, richness. You know, it, that, it could have been called that way. By Lee. Mm -hmm. Lee could have called it that way. And and it's this, you know, the way it's called is a complete fabrication. It's There's no basis in reality for the way it's called. The way it's, it's nothing until we call it, until it's called. Until we call it? Until it's named. It. No, our experience is nothing until we call it. So if something happens, you know, I hit my finger with a hammer, I go, that was bad, that was stupid, how could I be so ignorant, you know, I did it again, I mean, like so dumb, you know, I hit my finger with, and it's going to hurt me for days now, and I can't play the piano, or I can't write letters, and, you know, my beautiful, you know, my book, my nails, you know, I'm going to, you know, have to cut it, you know, whatever, we call it, or we call it, you know, bam, I hit my finger, wow, this is really real, you know, thank you. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was asleep right then, and now I'm awake, and this is cool. <laughs> look at, wow, look at this place. It's a mess. I'm going to clean this place up. I didn't even see all the spider webs and the, tw you know. It's a, it's, we can call it any way we want, and it's a complete fabrication. It's, it's nothing. Whatever happens is really absolutely nothing until we name it. Can I ask something? Mm -hmm. Back, um... For example, like in that silk factory, mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm thinking of about what you were talking about, Kenya, when she wanted that shot, 
and she wasn't so much survival about this, and she, I guess, felt all the competition that was going on. So, I mean, if I were her, for example, in that situation, then isn't it that at first I have to see myself, what I'm doing and what's going on with me, and it isn't it like not? I mean, like if I see myself being competitive and in survival, is it competitive and survival because I call it this way, or because it is? This is if I'm real about myself. This is what's going on. Do you understand? What yes, I do. I would invite you to just check it out right now and and tell me or tell us which one it is. Well, I would say that it, to be real about myself, this is what I'm doing. I'm competitive. So I was surviving. It comes <coughs> before you call it. It comes before you see it. Or do you see it first and then you do it? Do you know the paradox yeah, of, of the chicken and the egg? Mm -hmm. You know, which came first? Was there a, a chicken yeah. first or was there an egg first? Uh -huh. And that, you know, what came first really was the morphogenic field, which is the pre-dilection, the pre-declaration the pre that there is now going to be a chicken. That it's like, it came from the gene. It's actually, it's a, it's a, it's a field. It's a... Um, it's a subtle energy field, it's pre and it shapes the genes into a, um, the, the chicken or the form itself. Do you guys, does this make sense? So, so would we call that for us context? Yeah, but we get to choose the context. So that, ex you know... What, what do you mean we get to choose the context? We choose our own context. I mean, that's... And it's maybe an unconscious choice. But we're, in each moment, we're choosing our own context, and then everything results from that. So all of our interpretations, like you said, you know, like, like you know, so like, I'm, I wanted the scarf, and um, the, the context about, about our, our, our story about ourselves brings up that, the survival thing. But, so...